2: Streaming services are on the rise, and -and brick-and-mortar video stores are a thing of the past. We have lost that experience of wandering the aisles and stumbling upon a film we've never heard of. We have replaced the familiar face behind the video store counter with an algorithm to recommend films. With more and more content available, it's harder to know what's worth watching and what might be a waste of your time. There are many hidden gems out there waiting to be discovered, and we want to help you find them. This is Trailer Rewind, a podcast where we discuss and review recently forgotten or overlooked films that are now available to stream at home. This month on Trailer Rewind, we are looking at two films about tragic singers or aspiring singers, maybe a little bit of both. Today's episode, we are going to discuss Wild Rose. I bet
3: you're going to miss me. You keep your fist still, please.
1: Your Lordship, Miss Harlan, has put her childish ways behind her. Her children are living with her once again. Do you miss me? She is a promising young country singer.
3: I'm trying
2: to get to Nashville. Well, you better mind your tad doesn't go off when you're going through security. She now works full-time as a daily woman.
3: Hey! I'm trying to be a country singer.
0: Nobody wants to see a convicted criminal out there
3: Johnny Cash is a convicted criminal, you ball bag (laughs) The country music, there's three chords in the truth Just get whoever's in there out I should have been born in America, I'm an American
0: You're young, you're incredibly talented
2: There is nothing you can't do Thinking about your kids, you cast them off when you get a better offer. This
3: is me trying to make something of myself, and surely that's a good thing for them. No letting them down. That would be a good thing for
2: them. Today is March thirteenth, and Wild Rose is available on Hulu. And this month, we're actually going to be camping out in Hulu. Our other film about a singer is also available on Hulu. I know you can always purchase them for rental, but if you're looking at streaming, Hulu's going to be your your place to hang out with us this month.
3: I personally don't have Hulu, so I'm on Voodoo. <laughs> Which okay. Is another U consonant U service, but yeah, you can get it on Vudu. You can also get it on Amazon, yes. Amazon Prime Video.
2: Getting from the theater, Wild Rose was released. This is a, a number that we—I have a feeling—we're going to come across a lot. Wild Rose was released into four theaters. Four theaters. What's the four? <laughs> June twenty-first, twenty-nineteen. Okay. It made fifty-two thousand that first week, but then it hit a wider release of one hundred ninety-five screens a month later. Stayed out in theaters until the end of August, so just sort of hung out there for the summer. And made one point six million domestically. Internationally, it made nearly five and a half million. Uh, so w- worldwide total of just over seven million. I couldn't find any release on physical media, so I don't yeah. know that in the states this is available on DVD or Blu-ray. But it became available digitally on September seventeenth, twenty nineteen. So from yep. June to September, from theater to home. Which didn't surprise me. This, this one really felt like, I felt like I was back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, where we would get in the video stores just a lot of these more, I guess, mid-size British or yeah. English films that wouldn't find an audience in theaters, but might find that audience out there in uh, home video on the, on the shelves and, and all that. And this one just felt really familiar to me in terms of that yeah. that, that, that style that feel to to that this film. Did you have that same sense of this or how did this had this film hit you? Well it reminded me, yeah, I mean it it
3: reminded me of of one of those it, it, it felt smaller. It felt something that was like accessible, something that was I think familiar is the word you used, right? I think yes. it, it, it yeah. feels like that. And then it's it's really sort of the thing that that's really noticeable for me about this movie is it's really about the music first, right? The music is really key to this movie. And then it's the the music and the, and the life that goes with the music, which is not always, you know, the focus of, of films like this. I thought uh, that's really important for you to know before you choose to watch this movie.
2: So, last year we we talked about Anna and the Apocalypse, and I think that was one of the only other yeah. movies we've talked about that had a lot of music to it. Sure. I, myself, am not much of a country fan, Okay. Uh, are are you a fan of the country? Now, Bacon, as as Rose does throughout this movie, there's a distinction between country music and country and western music. Yeah, I don't know that I know <laughs> what the distinction is. I felt like that
3: was more of a tool to be used in the film, but you know, I, I would say that country isn't necessarily my my first choice. It, it's a it's a definite sort of it's a genre, right? It's a yes. you have a country station that you have out in the world. There's pop country, and that's not really what she's doing in this movie. This is. More traditional country, but in general, I don't dislike country. I, you know, it's I like all any kind of any genre of music that's going to make me emotional or that's going to put me to an emotional place. I enjoy, and I found that uh, this brand of country is 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 right up that alley in terms of um, it's emotional country. It's not uh, mindless, that's for sure.
2: Right, and I think this was one of my I don't want to say concerns going in, but something of how much of uh, how much of the story is going to be rooted in spending time with the music. But I did find myself, as again, not a country music fan, still really enjoying the music, the songs throughout the film. It I wouldn't say it's a musical, but there are several musical sequences and performances throughout this. But for me, it fit really well, and I found them really enjoyable and entertaining. Uh, it's not a soundtrack that I'm going to put on you know regular rotation. I, I have listened to it uh, through a couple times. and I have to say, Jesse Buckley doing the singing in this, she... She could have a career, you know, singing just as well as as acting on this one. And that was something that really, really surprised me in this because I I pulled the soundtrack and it's Jessie Buckley. Here, it's it's, she's singing these songs. And so I have to give her a tremendous amount of credit, not only for singing, but really, I think, doing a good job of carrying this film and having a character that we can connect with. So I found myself really comfortable with this movie in terms of yeah. it's it's something that fits right in just it's just really straightforward it's gonna give you exactly what you want all the feels and all the places that you're gonna get them and some some really entertaining musical moments so this is one that i yeah and it's not a musical that's one thing i no. should say Anna and the apocalypse you brought up is a yes. musical right with yes. musical
3: numbers and the other musical movie we didn't do it on trailer rewind last year but we did it on um on the film board was yesterday and this is even a little bit less of a musical than yesterday yes in that's that in yesterday for the beatles they were trying to you know they were trying to hit particular songs at particular times this one really felt like the music was just kind of integrated throughout her life and at yes. times she was allowed to let it out which i think um I don't know. I think that's a different kind of movie, right? So I don't think if yeah. you're looking for a musical or something with specific numbers, you're not going to get it. That being said, I think people, if you like country music, you'll probably be seeking out this soundtrack, like you mentioned.
2: Yeah, and it, it is sort of that story of the the young aspiring artist. So I I think for people that are fans of of country music, you're going to get it's going to be maybe some fam- familiar territory, or you know, again. Some of these songs, or musicians, all of those pieces, I think, will enjoy this type of film. But you don't have to be a country fan, I think, to really enjoy this film and the, and the story that we get about Rose and, and her journey Agreed. forward. Um, so how did this one end up on your flick chart? So On My Flick Chart, it's it's a little bit low.
3: You okay. mentioned it's straightforward. It is a pretty yeah. straightforward movie. There are some artful things in it, and we'll get to talking about that a little bit yeah. later when we get into the show. But for the most part, it's a pretty straightforward movie. I didn't dislike it. I, I would have I definitely put it as a like here. But it ended up being low because just when it comes up to compete against other things, it ends up being knocked down a little bit. So it was 182 out of 228. Which, um again, sounds low, but I, I couldn't justify it against some other films. The interesting <laughs> thing is where it places. it's just above the circle, which I do think it's better than the circle, but it is below yesterday, so for me, oh, okay. you know that's you know that's kind of what brought me to remembering that is that i I think I enjoyed yesterday a bit more, but it's a very straightforward film, and we're gonna talk about it. I liked it. I liked the music, so if the musics something you're into, this might be a movie for you it, specifically, if you were into uh, I didn't see Crazy Heart.
2: Oh right. no! I that's one that's on my list. That Jeff Bridges one. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's yeah. gonna
3: have the sort of tragic a uh, little bit of the of the drama that goes along with the music life. And then I think anyone that was out, you know, kind of following a Star Is born movies, I think this is the yes. kind of this is that thing. So if you like that kind of movies, this this is in that vein. It's a movie that you're gonna like like that. It might not be of the same quality, but it's it's like those movies, and I think you'll enjoy it because of the drama.
2: Yeah, because it. It hit flick chart. You, it starts you off in the middle. And I, so I it was easy. I forget what exactly my midpoint movie was at this point. Mine it, is all and, about Nina. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> wow. So it was easy to get in the top half, but then everything it came up against, it just kept, kept getting knocked down. So it's residing right there, right around the middle at 252 uh, out of 529. And okay. so, you know, like, right, I give this about three stars. Yeah. That, it felt just really solid. It didn't do anything. But I don't think it inspired to do anything more than that. It's a really entertaining film with with music, some great drama around family and career and balancing those pieces. And I think if if that's something that you're looking for, I don't want to say it's it's light because there are some heavier moments, but it is something that for me, I always consider this sort of like a Saturday afternoon. Watch. I can I can put it on. I can watch it. I, if something distracts me, it's not going to bother me too much because it's a movie you could pause, you can come back into. And it's not one that's going to be ultra demanding of your attention of like, yep. I've got to really pay attention to what's going on with this plot or the dialogue, yep. all that. It's one that you can really come in and out of, but still have a really good time with it. And so I think yep. overall, I can't say anybody, oh, this is not going to be a movie for you unless you really, really don't like country music. That, oh, that you don't want to do that. <laughs> no. You don't want to see this movie. It's, if it's yeah. that. Because, yes. because you'll be kind of
3: mocking it the whole way yes. through if you don't like country music. Because this is really, I mean, this is a, a bit of a fish out of water in someone that is in a place where no one likes country, or the idea is that no one likes country, and she's an aficionado and a protege. So um, yeah, that's kind of key to it. I didn't give my stars. My stars are about two and a half,
2: okay. 2.5 yeah.
3: and a like for me on this one, and it's uh, 182 out of 228.
2: Well, over on Letterboxd, it has a weighted average review of 3.62. That's based on just slightly over 10,000 reviews. Hmm. Over on FlickChart, it hasn't really been ranked a lot. Uh, About 680 users have have ranked it. uh, I mean, 670 times it's been ranked, but only by 51 people. And if if you remember last month, (laughs) we talked about movies being in their top 20. Zero people have this in their top 20. We had but that's not surprising no but we had I a lot of, we had right. those what was it those four people that had high life in, in their top 20 that <laughs> yeah so this was one that it, it didn't surprise me because again it's it's a very entertaining film but it doesn't go above and beyond
3: we need to evangelize flick chart to more country music fans is what that means that's what we need to do. So Because the people that would put it in their top 20 are the country people, for sure. <laughs>
2: yes. All right. So, listeners, we're going to start diving into this. So, if you think this is your kind of film and don't want anything spoiled, this is your chance to pause the podcast and go check out Wild Rose on Hulu. If you are just a brave soul that doesn't mind spoilers, you can go ahead and, and keep listening as we delve into Wild Rose. So, JJ, we've... Well, at least I have seen countless stories of like aspiring artists. Sure. Or that you know, that working class person trying to like rise above the, the, the grit and grime of their, their life and they they want something yeah. more for that. Mm-hmm. And for me, this one's, this story started in a really interesting place because we are gonna meet our main character. We meet Rose, she's getting released from prison. Yeah. We don't, we don't have this, you know, oh, it's this sweet girl, you know, and down on her luck. It's, oh, no, she's in prison. And for me, that put her at a big disadvantage. I thought, how am I going to empathize with this character who we meet? Clearly, she's done something wrong. In her life, she's served time. She's getting out. What is going to make her likable? How am I well, going to care about this? that is
3: going to get you just kicked off the jury right away. <laughs> You're supposed to
2: be impartial.
3: Okay. Yes, <laughs> but no. You she's already learn her been story first.
2: She's already been guilty, right? She served her time, right? So yeah, I guess. It, assumingly, yes. Right. I
3: don't know about their uh, their justice system in in Scotland, but yeah. <laughs> okay uh and yeah uh, uh, we assume that she's done something bad she's done something
2: prison. something bad, and then I started wondering why would I want her to achieve her dream? Is this something that she is gonna deserve if we we start to yeah. get we see that she goes back to the 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 country bar that she's worked at and sung at since she was like a teenager that she's been like the house band there she goes in to reclaim that right, which is hers we Throws the guy off stage, and you know, yeah. sort of. This is this is my stage. This is what I do. She owns this, and right, we get this. Says she's got these ambitions of becoming a star. And I thought, why? Why do I want to root for her? Right. What? Why? Yeah. Well, and
3: the interesting thing about this movie is there's nothing about her character through the first two thirds of the movie that makes you want to root for her. However, they lead in the film. With her singing a song, yeah, and it's good. And every time she opens her mouth, <laughs> yeah, it's real, real good. And so it's the weird thing of this sort of playing of this character who just can't do anything right, right? She's yes. she's bound to this world, but she's immensely talented. And so you're right in that the character, what is there to root for? You don't have that to root for, but it, it, part of us recognizes that greatness, and that's. Honestly, that's a really interesting way to teach us about what the character is going through. Cuz I feel like a screw up, but I know I've got something special. So what do you do with that? And I think that's what she's really struggling with through this movie.
2: No, you're no, you really yeah, touched on I think the the sort of the core kernel of this story because she's we see early on she's she's not a good mom. She you know, she's no. been in prison. She doesn't know her kids that well. They've been spent time with with her mother and Clearly, she doesn't know how to connect with her kids. She doesn't know her kids that well. Everything seems to be about her. We see early on she's made a promise to her kids that she's going to take them out for pizza. She goes out drinking with friends, has to has to come home because she's she's got the monitoring bracelet you know, anklet. Yeah, you know, has to get back and gets gets home, and then it's you know, oh well, what about you know, her mom's there? Like, what about pizza? You promised the kids pizza, but for Rose, it's really all about her. So she's still struggling with her dream and she's made some bad choices in her life that she's living with those consequences, but she still has this drive of this is who I want to become. This is my dream for myself. And she's not going to let anything get in the way of that. And what I found interesting is that she is not... How would you get this aspiration of being a country star growing up in Glasgow, right? I mean, that's... She's she's the odd one out there. But you get the sense that it's not just, I mean, that exacerbates things, I think, a bit. It's not just that there's not a lot of country music there. It's just, there's not a lot of life options for her there. She ends up getting, she gets a job basically as like a a housekeeper because one of her friend's mothers has, you know, is sort of retiring from that. And so she gets this job. This is where this weird balance of magic comes into this movie and, and why I love so many parts of it. As a whole, I can't say it. I, I love this movie as an entirety, but there are so many great moments in here. One is early on when she's, I think it's her first day on the job, maybe, when she's vacuuming around. She, she you know, she breaks into the bar and has a few drinks, but as she's vacuuming, she's got her headphones on and she's singing. And as she's vacuuming, we, we hear the music in the headphones, and then we hear the drums come in a little bit louder. And as she's vacuuming, we see like sitting on the staircase, there's a guy behind a drum kit playing. And then she comes around the corner. In I mean, there's like a guy playing guitar over there. So it's like the music in her head. Yep. We, we're seeing it in the set there. And it's just that lighthearted f- fun. She's always surrounded yes.
3: by her music. And they did it in a creative way to show yes. us that. it's
2: little moment. things like that to me that just set this apart from being just a mediocre film. You know, those, those moments, I I remember them. And I've, I've seen that done before, but it just worked really, really yeah. well here. It was is well executed in that. And for me...
3: Yeah, it's like that new NBC show, Zoe's. Yes, exactly.
2: Yes. And we do get a little bit early on also of this sense of Rose's, uh, the class struggle that's going on because she's working for this very wealthy family and she she wants to go to Nashville. So she basically asks her employer, well, can't you just give me the money? Can't you just give me whatever 5000 because well just don't you don't need to drink bottled water all the time so just give me this money and it's like no Rose I can't just give you this money to go to Nashville and Rose has this sense of yeah I don't want to say entitlement but maybe that's what it is of just she feels like for so long she's been one of the have nots and she sees people that are being successful or are getting things their way and she feels like it's her turn for this, yeah. which I, I think a lot of people can sympathize of. I've got this dream of wanting to do something, but there's so many roadblocks and barriers in my way. But what happens is she starts to get little doors start opening for her a little bit. And just when she feels like fame is out of reach, her, her employer, Susanna, gets her in to visit with Bob Harris. And this is this, this clip I want to talk about is, is she sits down to talk to Bob. She she makes the big trip to London and everything and there's all kinds of bad decisions she makes on that way. She ends up losing her, you know, her money and, and all of this stuff. But when she finally actually gets there to sit down with Bob, he has some questions for her.
1: So this is very exciting meeting a homegrown country staff. From Glasgow. It's <laughs> a great music city,
3: Glasgow. I'm trying to get to Nashville, obviously, but... I mean, who's ever heard of a country singer
1: from Glasgow? That's ridiculous, it can't be.
0: Why not? Right,
3: see my life. My life's like being one of these transsexuals, you know? When you're born a man, but you're meant to come out a lassie. Yeah. yeah that is me. I should have been born in America. <laughs> I'm an American. But here I am.
1: <laughs> do you ride? Oh no. Can you play? No. You know, honestly, I don't think it matters whether you're from Glasgow, Scotland, or Glasgow, Kentucky. If you've got a voice and you've got something to say, I watched your link, and you really do have a voice. So, what do you need to say?
2: And I, I love how he, how that scene ends with. What is it that you need to say? This whole idea of you can be a great yeah. singer, but you've got to have something to say. And f- it, for me, it was this great dose of reality that I wasn't expecting in the story. Because typically you get this, it's sort of like the Cinderella story of there's, there's some adversity, but then, you know, some things happen and everything just falls into place. And here I thought, oh, this guy, this, this radio, you know, he does the country radio show on on BBC Two Radio He's going to open doors for her, but he doesn't he puts her in her place a little bit saying you know what do you have to say what's what's your story? And she doesn't really have one. Yeah. But
3: and he does it with love. I mean, he he isn't putting her right. back in her place like saying no. you can't do this. He's he's actually encouraging her by saying you need to find your inspiration right. as an artist because that's the next step for you. And I think I think that's really special.
2: Yeah. It, it was something that I thought, oh, this is going to take a different approach to it because it's not just about having the great voice because we see that when Rose, you know, sort of reclaims the stage, sort of with the house band there, and as she starts singing, the crowd just—they—they're welcoming her back. There's just this energy there, and you get the sense of she's this great performer. But clearly, you know, what Bob's saying is that's—that's that's not necessarily enough to to do it's right. Yes. And it's
3: foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing because she finally, you know, as we get to our resolution of the story, she finally finds what she needs to say. Well,
2: so she does eventually. We we have we have a lot of storylines going on with Susanna who is now going to basically do a fundraising gig to help Rose raise money we've got issues with the kids Rose is trying to rehearse with the band and she's like putting her kids around with like friends and neighbors her kids are like this it's the worst it's like the worst parenting ever of my kids are a major inconvenience because I've got to do this gig with my band and so I'm just finding anybody to babysit these kids and the kids are miserable she's got her daughter doesn't talk to her it, it's getting really bad and ultimately this is because she lied yes because
3: she said that she didn't yes. have kids had she just said that she had kids they could have been a part oh, of her sure. whole dream but through that. she's yes that's the really yeah. the really tough thing to sit and swallow that really all it takes is just uh, owning yourself owning who you are as a person and she right do and that. she's
2: got this idealized version of who she's supposed to be to be this country singer she's got to you know be her own woman and the kids are sort of an inconvenience and yeah so then her son ends up getting injured and she's at the hospital and she's mom i gotta leave and it's just like for me uh, what kind of parent are you and i understand and i guess this is one of my my peeves as a parent of like You have this responsibility to these two little people that are, you know, you're their mother, but she's not acting like a mother at all. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know that I want her to get, you know, to get this fame because I don't know that she deserves it because at at what cost to her kids, right? I mean, oh, right, it's horrible. But, you know, her... I, I, there's a nice relationship she has with her mother, because her mother is just like, you got to just get a job, you got to take care of your kids. And finally comes around to see that without this dream that, you know, Rose isn't herself. I mean, this is really what defines her daughter is this. And so Rose is able to finally get the money to go to Nashville and that's what I wasn't sure what was going to happen when the story got there because we'd already had... The- I actually thought the movie was going to end. There was a point where she's on the plane
3: on the way to Nashville and I was like, okay, well, that's a nice yeah, ending. And she's going to... Right. Little credits. <laughs> right. You know? But
2: I But uh, but sh- they went there. They right, did the and whole thing. I, what I loved about it was that it, it was that another dose of realism. I mean, she shows up thinking like, hey, I have this great voice. If I can just... If people can hear me sing, everything's going to work out great. I've just, you know, I'm here in Nashville and this is what I've been living for, and now I'm gonna sing, and people are gonna hear me, everything's gonna work out. And she visits, there's a scene where she visits this bar in Nashville, and she hopes of just, I'm gonna get up on stage here, like open mic night or something, and just get up there and sing. And she gets this dose of reality. how did you get to sing? You gotta go through our booker. There's a wait list. It's all on the website. But what we'll if here for a while? I mean, there's people here from all over. Australia, New Zealand, Germany—we're all trying to do the same thing. You know, it's Nashville; it's company town. So eventually, you're going to meet someone who knows somebody who works someplace who can help you out. Can I get you something? No. And it's—it's it's that sort of Rose getting shut down there of realizing that. Yes, you need to have the dream, but it's also about the business side of everything. I mean, I was so, I was so surprised. Like yes. this, this, The waitress it, is like, yeah, I have the website and it's a business town. You've got to do all these. I mean, it just, right. I, it really caught me off guard. It's a good
3: dose of reality, right? But it doesn't stop her. I mean, she goes on and she does do it. Yes. So that isn't the moment where she shifts because she does take a tour of Grand Ole Opry and she sneaks onto the stage and she sings and it's beautiful and she has her phantom band join her again on stage yes and then she gets exactly what it is she was told she's going to get which is an invitation because somebody in this town knows somebody and they're going to bring you somebody and all that stuff so when does she turn for you when does she turn for you because for me i didn't get why she would walk away at that moment well
2: i you know i think she to me it's it's to me, I, I think it's, it's two things. Because she she realizes, you know, when the waitress tells her, look, it's, you know, it's eventually going to happen. You've got to stick around. You know, eventually you'll find a booker and they'll get you this and this. And then it's the, after the Grand Ole Opry and, the, you know, the security guard is like, yeah, on every tour, somebody sneaks off and does that. But, you know, hey, my, my girlfriend or whoever knows somebody. And I think it's those two events that makes Rose realize it's not the Cinderella story. It's not going to just happen. That it's going to be just as much work as anything else. And I think that's why she then decides, I'm going to go home because Nashville isn't the magical land of Oz where just dreams come true. It's going to be just as much work here as it is at home. And I think for me, that's, that's the turn of that realization of it's not easy and it's work no matter where you are.
3: Right. Yeah, I mean and that's and that's different for Hollywood, right? Because yes. as soon as you cross into the city at Hollywood, they stand there and hand you two Oscars. Right. Yes. So that's what happens when you walk into LA. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um no, and I think that's great. I just my uh, I guess my point in us following her in this story is that I think you know, I think it's great. I don't I don't necessarily this was a problem that I had with the movie is that I think she should have still taken that offer. Cuz that is the offer. Right? If I would have seen a bigger turn in her where she made the turn to lead us to the to the climax, yeah. where she she recognizes her joy at home and all the support she has at home, and then she goes home and sings this wonderful song. She's been singing songs about American cities throughout the movie, and then she changes it to her hometown. I think that's great. I think that's really smart. I just didn't see the turn in the movie. I didn't get when it happened. Yeah, and it, and maybe it's because the third act is 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 a, is a bit rushed. Yes, right. Our yeah. time in Nashville is very short. Right it's quick, It's they get across all the points, but we don't see the character shift there. And that was hard for me. Uh, again, all yeah. the music is perfect, all the sentiment makes sense it just didn't necessarily line up with what was happening on screen and that was hard for me too cuz i wanted her to check it out i wanted her to go for it that's that's what you do when yes. you're there and i feel like she would have known that but that beyond that she had a great revelation and she went home and she sang a beautiful song it was a very nice climax into the ending with her coming home and having everyone there
2: oh yes everyone
3: and, there that supported her at one point or
2: another and and the song she talks about i had to find my own way and for me it's the lyrics of the song that that sort of communicate what the turn that happens within her, but we don't see that. And that's the thing that for me keeps this sort of is in the three stars is that you don't have that emotional swell at the end. I mean, yes, it's well, and I think maybe it's the way they shoot that final seat. It's it's you see her, she's singing and you, you know, it's, you know, time has passed. So it's like, where is she? And it's like, Oh, she's at home, but now it's a bigger, bigger venue. And she's, she's making her way. She's, she's working her way through the business. Yep. But that doesn't in, in have Scotland. Right. But it doesn't have the emotional payoff of like, yeah, I'm so happy for her. This is, you know, her dream come true. It's no, it's very much about sh- she's going to work her way through it. And it's more for me about her realization that it's, it is work. It's not just about her, or her pure talent. It's not just, she's got to yeah. take care of her family and her kids and be honest with friends and, you know, it was this sort of selfish drive for fame at the beginning, and I see that has now transitioned to where we are now, where she she realizes sort of her place, where she belongs, and what she's going to need to do to achieve what it is that at least is comfortable for her. So she is singing. It may not be the the big show in Nashville, but here she's still singing to a crowd that you know enjoys and appreciates it. She's able to sing her own stuff. She's sort of found her voice, and her friends and family are there, and to be. Accepting of that and saying, this actually is rewarding. And so for me, there was a character shift there, but it's not, it's not really on screen. It's not on screen. And that's where, like, yeah, I didn't have, it didn't pull my heartstrings. I I didn't start tearing up at the end, uh, you know. And my biggest
3: emotional moment was in the second act when uh, Winona, her daughter, gets up to have a glass of water. And just out of, you know, maternal instinct, she says, okay, let's get you back to bed, picks her up. And this is the first time you've seen them embrace in the entire movie. Yes. And Winona puts her arm around her and they take, you know, they take an extra second. Yeah. I mean, and that's huge. And that, again, they have a lot of great foreshadowing in this movie. They have a lot of things that are turning you towards this great ending. It's just that third act is not executed very well because you never see it on screen when the turn actually makes. You see all the stuff leading up to it well, but that last piece isn't there, which is a little tough, which is a little unfortunate for me. Yes.
2: Yeah. So the, yeah, it's, yeah, there are, there are some of the pieces with her kids. There, there are these moments. It just, yeah. I, and this again, why I, I say it's, it's enjoyable. It hits all the pieces, but I, I wanted a little bit more. I wanted to, to have that emotional and may, I, I guess comparing it to something like a star is born. I mean, that's more overtly manipulating you emotionally <laughs> Whereas sure. this one, I think, is trying to really focus more on, on the character in Rose. And unfortunately, through some of, you know, either editing or how they decided to structure the story, there's some of those key moments or realizations that just happen off screen, off camera. We don't see those those pivots. And I think it leaves us out emotionally from being invested in, in Rose because... we. I was surprised at the end coming from here's this woman coming out of prison, horrible parent that's got this selfish dream of being, you know, a singer to transitioning at the end to I'm accepting who I am and the decisions I've made have made me who I am. I'm going to do this on my own way. And I thought that's a, a great journey for a character to make in the transitions. I mean, from early on, hanging out with her boyfriend, the bar, who's so sloppy drunk he can't even stand up, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, to a, being a responsible parent at the end. I mean, that I th- for me, it's a redemption it, story. Yes, it, it is. is. I mean, I think for for me, one of the key points that you know, it ha- of course, being a parent of of kids is that moment when. She digs into the kids' backpacks and starts going through all the stuff from school and yeah. the, the awards that's, those, and, and that's that stuff. That segment, yes. that sort of sequence yes. of, of
3: things that were that,
2: that hits you, that yes. whole thing in the second act. That's 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 wonderful. That's the great piece where it's like, oh, she's starting to connect with her kids. But then it, she unravels all of that when she starts trying to prep for the gig and just pushes her kids away again. I thought, oh. Yeah, it's her dream. Yes, it is. All right. Well, this is one that it feels like a typical Trailer Rewind one for me. It's it's one I, I, I'm glad I saw it. I don't know that I'm going to watch it a lot more, but it's one that I think I can happily recommend to people. and Yeah, something to, especially to those enjoy. people who, yeah.
3: those movies that we mentioned, you know, A Star is Born, um, Crazy Heart, those kind of movies. And especially if you like country music. Yes. The music in this is really special. Oh, yes. it's, it's it's worth it just to just to listen to it. So
2: for our, for our next film, we've got an entirely different type of music that we're going to be getting into. But our, our next film is about another, I guess I'm calling it our Tragic Singer series, but uh, we'll be talking okay. about Vox Lux, which is also available right now on Hulu.
3: And it is something completely different.
2: <laughs> yes. Completely different. Yes, it is. It will be pulling you emotionally in different directions, and you'll hear about that on our next episode. Thank you for listening to Trailer Rewind. If anything we said here entertained, educated, or even enraged you, we'd like you to tell people about this podcast. Whatever your listening platform is, please share, rate, or write a short review. It helps other podcast listeners find us. If you enjoy connecting with other film fans, you can become a member of our community on Discord. It's free, and there's always an interesting dialogue or debate to jump into. You can also financially support us on Patreon. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive Discord channels, the opportunity to chat with us live before we record an episode, and the warm feeling you get knowing you are contributing support to the behind the scenes resources that help everyone here at the Next Real Family of Podcasts. So please join us on Discord or become a Patreon supporter. Either way, we would love to have you be part of our community. Hondo.